Welcome to the Vet Podcast by the Vet Gurus, Brendan and Mark. Get ready for the latest veterinary news, information and entertainment. Don't forget to visit us at the Vet Gurus website, vetgurus.com. Now, sit back, relax, it's over to the Vet Gurus, Brendan and Mark. Welcome. This is a quiet introduction this week, Mark. It is Brendan here with Mark, episode 324, Thursday, December the 7th, 2023, which is a good intro for our main topic, which we'll get on to shortly. How are you, Mark? I'm great, Brendan. I'm great. It's a bit, um, I've come back down to Newcastle as after the conference and and I thought I'd get away from the heat of tropical Queensland, but crikey's, it's been 35, 36 degrees here today, so a bit warm. That is warm. We've had a bit of a hot one as well, Mark. Um, it is, um, I think it was 33 or so degrees Celsius here. So, yeah, it was quite warm and warm yesterday, and I think it cools down again tomorrow, Mark. Um, so... I don't know about up your way. You might have to end up putting on some extra, extra clothing, Mark. Um, actually, speaking of clothing, um, not completely unrelated. Talking about heat, when you're up north, Mark, is there much of a problem? And I can't remember whether we've spoken about this on the podcast before or in person. Is there much problem with insects and, and in particular, mosquitoes? Not nearly as much as I expected. There's a period of time, like where we we have a uh, camp, and we've got a, a slide on, slide off camper, and so we can get into that, and it is fairly insect proof. There are times, just on dusk mainly, when there are some biting insects, but they're easily they do they do not bite you when you have some form of repellent on, and they. They don't get into the camper. So it's not nearly as bad as I thought it would be. I thought I'd be overwhelmed. But, but yeah, the, the worst is when I go out and try and take photographs and I'm lying down in, a, uh, in the mangroves for a little while and, and the midges tend to give me a hard time then. But yes, insects not are not too bad. too bad, not too bad at all. The reason why I thought of that is we... We had a mozzie in the bedroom last night, and you know what it's like. Um, it uh, gives you the shites, <laughs> flick the light on and spend, you know, 10 minutes stumbling around trying to find it and eventually found it. But, yeah, they... How do they get in an- your ear and then so far away? They're annoying, aren't they? They're very annoying. They're one of the most annoying things in my <laughs> life, Mark. <laughs> So yes, that's why I wanted to ask about it. Um, I don't, and certainly don't want you to catch any tropical vector-borne disease while you're up north, Mark. So yes, I think with that we'll jump into our review. So we haven't got any news this week because we're a little bit short on news stories. And I flicked through the news stories we did have on file, Mark, and none of them floated my boat, Mark. So I think. We need some more news stories, and instead we will have a review. And finally, 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 Mark, you have finished reading a book that uh, I read a while ago, not long after it was 
out, um, released, and it is a veterinary book, Mark, The Vet at Noah's Ark, Stories of Survival from an Inner City Animal Hospital by a vet you and I both know, a reptile, world-renowned reptile veterinarian, exotics veterinarian, Dr. Doug Maida, Mark. So you have finished it, haven't you? I have indeed finished it. I've finished so, it very recently. Yes. So did it survive the tropics? So it was up there, didn't get all... Oh, mouldy! I did get a hardback copy, and and the, the the books I buy these days don't seem to have the quality paper. That oh, that's just my impression. So I was worried that it was going to get mouldy, uh, but no, it's just a bit dog-eared. Um, otherwise, could, yes. quite good, Nick. Well, good to see you looking after you. You know what I hate, Mark? I what do you my, hate? My my, my um, lovely wife does it all the time. I love books, um, written books and paper, even though it's paper that perhaps we should be reading e-books. But I just hate it when people dog-ear their books, Mark. Um, They mark, you know, where they're up to by turning over the little corner of the page. Just gives me the irrits. I I love a good bookmark too. I think there's a bit yes, of yes, bookmarks are the way bookmark. to go. Bookmarks yeah. are the way to go. Um, but I just do not like when people. Um, I like the books to be in nice, good condition and not sort of. It's like school books, Mark, that you would end up sort of back in the old days, back in primary or secondary school, and you were taught to sort of highlight, you know, key, key paragraphs in in you know, um, Shakespeare or whatever, and you end up looking back through the book near the end of the year when you're reviewing um, for your exams and you've basically, the whole book's highlighted in highlighted pen. You know, you think, why don't I just get a, soak it, dip it in some highlighter, mark the whole book. So, yes. I do, do, um, there's two things to say about that. I also have a little bit of a sanctity of the printed word. I, I, I do think you should, uh, revere books um, and um, treat them with respect. But I also, um, I struggle, Brendan, I struggle with owning books. And this is a, a bad thing because people lend me their books and I, because I don't understand book ownership, I think, you know, we're just custodians for a while and we pass them on to someone else. That's all well and good when it's my book and I'm passing it on to someone else. But it's not good when someone else loans me their book and I forget to give it back to them. And in you fact, pass it on. <laughs> believe it to be mine for a short period of time and I pass it on. So, um, so yes, I understand what you're saying. Respect for books. Uh, treat them as if we're just uh, looking after them for a short time to give to someone else. Someone else. So it's important. That's a very kind way of approaching it, Mark. Um, and, I, and I have seen that we go for a little walk around our neighbourhood, as you know, Mark, out here in the nice bushy suburb, and there's one of those little free, you know, book mini libraries, mini library or free book. I forget what they call them here, um, where there's a little post and just a a tiny little um, box, um, weatherproof box, where you can just put books that you can just freely take or or place back in there or put another book in there. It's a great idea. And I've got I've got a lot of like I love a lot of my, even though they're out of date and a lot of the stuff in them is no longer uh, current or useful, the old textbooks, I often find the artwork in them or the, the acetates or some aspect of them 
really interesting and I still respect and look after them, which is a nice segue back to our original topic because uh, the author of the book we're talking about is a famous um, author of textbooks um, and, you know, Doug's reptile books are um, they take prime spot on my um, on my shelf uh, because I regularly refer to them in my reptile cases. Yes. What about the book, Mark? Let's talk about the book. So, um, do you want to give a brief sort of synopsis about? Um, well, it felt what yes, it's about. It felt very familiar, Brendan. It felt very familiar, and I think that was a maybe a little bit of a negative for me that. That it's the story. It's a series of stories of events that happen in a year. The year that uh, Doug has chosen to write about was the the uh, uh, I don't know the year, but it was it might be ninety one. The year that Rodney King was um, was uh, beaten by the police in L.A. and uh, Doug's hospital was uh, in that part of the world, the the um, uh, less salubrious part of Los Angeles. Um, and, of course, that sort of hospital attracts a, well, a coterie of characters, doesn't it, Brendan? An interesting clientele is the way you would put it, Mark. Um, yes, and so basically, and that's hence the title, The Vet at Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark was the name of the inner city Animal Hospital, Noah's Ark Veterinary Hospital, Mark. And, yeah, it goes through um, what sort of, I think it's tried to tie together uh, almost like a month-by-month arc of a story, Mark, um, as well as um, animals, obviously, all sorts of weird, wonderful um, exotic animals that he's seen and also has a bit of a chat about uh, the clients um, and their difficulties and, and, and problems they're dealing with outside their sick animals. And also a little bit of an arc of a story about, um, as you said, the, the Rodney King case and, and the violence around that. Um, I think that's sort of my summary of what the book's about there, Mark. But um, digging into it a little bit, I've just, uh, and we'll have a link to this at our um website as usual vetgurus.com i'm just looking on amazon.com the australian uh, amazon mark uh, 139 ratings it has 4.8 out of 5 um, is the the rating of it mark and, and, um, and i saw that and it and it and you know uh, as a result i um, was very keen to read the book but i and it's a bit of a paradox for me because I probably wouldn't have given it that rating. I said to you that I, I struggled reading it a little bit, and I think the reason for that is that it's what we do every day, Brendan. It's for you and I. It's probably like we could have added several stories to the book amongst our unusual patients and unusual clients, and so it it had a a little bit of a. Uh, overly familiar feel, I think. And so I, I struggled with it, struggled to read it a little bit more because it was like yes. coming home from work and going back to work. <laughs> yes, I, I see your point there, and I think we have a bit of a, a biased view because of because of that aspect of it that it's what we also do. Um, I must admit, I 
you know, I read it from cover to cover, obviously, and read it fairly. And it's an easy read, and it's probably a good, um, speaking of our main topic, Mark, it's potentially a good sort of um, holiday gift, um, Christmas gift, Mark. Um, but, yeah, I was a, a little bit disappointed, I suppose, is that, you know, I was expecting it to be amazing, like um, Doug is and his 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 um, history on um Exotic pet medicine and reptile medicine in particular, but um, I think one of the reviews on Amazon, I'm just looking at it now, was um, sort of summarises it quite well, better than I would. And, and this was by somebody called Kim, Mark, and their, their review was, I have mixed feelings about this book. The stories are good, but the general construction of the book seems rather disjointed. A longer book with stories and characters fleshed out more would have been better in my opinion. Still, the writing was good. And some of the individual stories were powerfully delivered, and you know, I, I think that's you know not a bad summaries from what I what what I thought about it too. That it just I, there's something about it that just didn't quite gel, Mark. Um, and whether that is, as you say, because that's what we do as well. Um, that that it didn't, you know, um, fly off the page for me. Um, and 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 seem amazing, or or whether it just wasn't quite constructed properly well i think the other thing too that's worth noting is that is that a lot of those in the in in the real veterinary world in the real veterinary practice a lot of those stories don't have they're not fleshed out completely because we often have like a tip of the iceberg view of people's lives through the context of their animal's health through the lens of their animal's health sometimes we get like a extended view maybe you know some clients multi-generational perspective on their life and then other times it's just a little little tiny window that's incomplete and and sometimes unsatisfying because it's unresolved and and that for me sort of came through in the in the book as well yes yes i mean having said that it's it's not a small task to to write a, a book and um, even a, a semi um, a semi technical book or um, let alone a full technical book but to write one that is also a bit a bit of a combination and a, and a bit of a novel as well I'm sure is would be um, quite difficult so um, good on you Doug and yeah it's it's I think something that those of us who are exotics vets, um, we should be, get out there and read it. You know, there's a there's a few exotic vets who have written textbooks. Um, the other classic one is the grandfather of reptile medicine, um, Frederick Frymark. Um, he's written a couple of uh, um, non-veterinary technical books, and one in particular, which was. A bit out there. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's I think it's Phyllis Phallus, yeah. Genghis Khan, and other stories. It's <laughs> that's the title of it, something like that. Um, and their particular patients he's seen over the years. Um, and I think that was written in the late '90s or something like that, or early 2000s. So yeah, so get out there, have a think about purchasing the vet at Noah's Ark to help support. Exotic pet vets, Mark, worldwide, and and um, read about a one of our 
compatriots, Mark, and a bit of a living legend in the exotic pet world. Good work, Brendan. So what about main topic, our main topic? You suggested this one, and it's a bit of an interesting one. So I'm going to be very interested in your selections for this. So the top 10 holiday gifts, because we're getting into that ho-ho-ho holiday season, Mark, for veterinarians and all their technicians and nurses, Mark. So holiday gifts for vets, techs, and their nurses, Mark. So no particular order. And I think what we should do is sort of alternate here, Mark, and I know you – have no idea what some of the ones I am going to say and, and vice versa. It is going to be a bit a bit of a wing, but I, I'm going to start by um, by suggesting the book we've just reviewed. I think that, um, as you said, um, most vets uh, who are in the exotic field should have a read of it, but I think it also gives those vets who, are, who don't see exotic animals and birds and whatnot regularly a bit of a window into that sort of a practice. So my first choice uh, for a gift for my colleague veterinarian um, would be uh, Doug's book, The Vet at Noah's Ark. The Vet at Noah's Ark. Well, funnily enough, Mike, my my first pick is a book as well, a a book. Um, This one is one we've reviewed before, Mark, and we mentioned a couple. Does it fart? Does it fart? The Definitive Field Guide to Animal Flatulence by Nick Caruso and Danny Raboti. It's an excellent bookmark. It's a perfect stocking stuffer. Um, each chapter talks about a particular species of animal and determines whether or not it does fart or not. I love this bookmark. And I, I love it too. And I think that it's um you know it's just the sort of thing that vet would want to read so that they could um answer those questions confidently the next dinner party they're at. Yes, or the next smart client that comes in and says, does my pet fart? I can answer that. Yes. So there you go. And they also had a – they've – they've the classic is the um, adult book, Does It Fart? The Definitive Guide to Animal Flatulence. Part one, they call it, Mark, because I think they're planning on bringing out part a, a, a number two with other species in there. But I'm genuinely surprised they haven't. They've – can, they've also done a does it fart a kid's guide to the oh. gas to the gas animals pass so there we go so that's another one for the for the bud in veterinary veterinarian or veterinary technician or nurse mark we could just also as, go just, for the kids just version. as a quick aside while we have that gift in our stocking i i you have to tell me i don't think i've ever heard a question at the uh, at the unusual quiz that uh, refers to this topic and uses this reference as a source. Have, have I missed the question at the, the uh, unusual quiz that you host each year, Brendan? I can't recall asking a question on this, but um, there for you those go. listeners, got- there you go. You might have a potential answer for one of the questions in yeah. a future um, unusual quiz, yes. So what's your next one, Mark? My next one is... Uh, an essential, I think, an essential that anyone who knows of it um, needs to think about getting them, and that is a custom bobblehead. So you can <laughs> get a, a photograph of someone and send it to a website, and they will, they have preset bodies with, you know, a nice white lab coat and a, a pet. You can sometimes choose the pet, and then they stick a facsimile 
head, uh, the same as your photo, if you get a photo of the vet you're giving a gift to, and uh, you can flick it from the side and it bobbles around. So I think, yep, that's an important thing to uh, put on your Christmas, particularly for that very special veterinarian that you um, you want to make uh uh, want to make happy get them a custom bobblehead i can see a lot of clinics buying that for their boss and they sit it on the <laughs> desk and then every time they go past it and their boss has been annoying then they give it a flick mark could, um, i could not imagine that happening anywhere that you no, yes yes custom bodyheads gee I t- i've just had a look at that and there's like Heaps of websites that do it. Um, yeah, but yeah, great idea, Mark. A custom bobblehead. Well, my next one is is an uh, pretty obvious mum one, Mark, and it's one that we should all be visiting and spending money at, Mark. And that's the Vet Guru's shop. Yes, the Vet Guru's shop on Etsy. And the only thing that's that like I the only thing that's bad about our Vet Guru's Etsy shop is that uh, we don't have. Uh, bobbleheads there we have just about everything else you could possibly find to need to give to a veterinary friend and they all come with the uh the, the wonderful vet logo the vet guru's logo but um but yeah unfortunately there's no bobbleheads there no so there we go etsy.com vet gurus just just as a quick sideline there brendan what this fine Christmas, what item of the wide range at the uh, Vet Guru's Etsy store, what what item are you going to get? What would you like, I'm asking? I think I might go for the the kitchen um, apron again, Mark, because that... But you've worn the old one out. Just about, yeah, just about worn it out. Uh, it's very good quality. Very good quality, and it protects me from all the crap that I spray around the kitchen when I'm trying to cook. So, yes. Well, while we're at the conference, I saw your um, socks, and I think I'll just have to get a pair of those. Yes, the Vet Guru's socks, Mark. So there you go. Next one, Mark. What's another holiday gift for veterinarians or technicians, nurses? Okay, Brendan, I'm very conscious of the fact that most of the gifts we've suggested so far have been maybe a little bit more on the pricey side. And um, because we don't pay our staff very well, they probably don't have a lot of spare cash to throw around. And so this one is the perfect gift for, you know, that that, uh, you want to let someone know that you care about them, but you don't have a lot of um, spare cash. It's the veterinarian lab coat hanger. So it's a coat hanger and it has a nice footprint. It's wooden and it has a nice footprint on it. And the wire that runs between the two arms, you can actually personalise that and put their name in there. So, so you know, rather than the lab coat, whatever, uh, maybe those um, the scrubs, they just get tossed on the the, um, the the side and then confused about who owns what. Uh, I reckon a veterinarian lab coat hanger um, is a perfect gift. Gee, that's very practical, Mark. Are you always the practical one when you have the clinic Christmas gift giving and the Kris Kringle or whatever, or do you go for something silly? I, I, I think I try for A but end up B. I don't know why that happens. <laughs> okay, my next one, Mark, is 
a top 10 holiday gift for veterinarians, techs, or nurses. A holiday. Oh, wow. A holiday. Give yourself, give your other veterinarians or your other staff a holiday, Mark. We need to look after our mind, don't we? So I love it. Time off, Mark. Um, even if it's just a holiday, a pretend holiday, <laughs> just sitting out in the backyard, chilling out, taking a day trip, taking time off, Mark. A holiday. That's a, a very, very good gift, I reckon. What have you got next, Mark? Mine. This one's probably a little bit. Uh, what's the the um, right way to describe it? It's probably not. I've given one of these before, and and it's not the most imaginative. We've actually got one on the the um, the vet gurus uh, Etsy page. A coffee cup. There's a huge range of very humorous coffee cups. I love the one with our logo. Uh, but I know that there's always not enough coffee cups at work. And so uh, when I am looking to get something uh, for someone for Christmas, um, particularly those uh, secret Santas, um, then, uh, yeah, a, a, a coffee cup with a witty thing from the, uh, or the Vet Gurus one with our logo, I'll, I'll, I'll line up one of those. It's a bit of a staple, isn't it? If you haven't, if you've left it to the last minute, and you're thinking, "Well, we'll grab, go for a silly coffee cup, or put somebody's face on it, or something or other, or even better, yeah, go for the Vet Guru's coffee mug." My next one, Mark, is well, actually, I'm going to leave that one for you to do. Or something to do with our sponsors <laughs> is another feel good one, Mark. A thank you. Just saying thank you to an awesome person, an awesome vet, an awesome veterinarian, an awesome technician or an awesome nurse, Mark. We don't say thank you enough. Crikey's I must, I must get out and say thanks to my staff. You are so empathetic and thoughtful. It's, um, it's yeah, I, I think that's just an awesome, that's the thought, getting out and saying thank you. Yes. Excellent. You. So what have you got? I've got. Uh, my next one is, uh, it's a little bit of a practical one, and um, it's a gift I would provide to um, to a relatively recent graduate, and that is uh, a suture practice kit. So these, these kits, they come with a, um, a large silicon pad that very closely mimics the texture and movement of skin and subcutaneous tissue, um, a kit of suture uh, handling equipment, not, you know, so they don't have to use the hospital's gear. Yes. And a series of packs of different uh, suture threads of different, of different uh, uh, um, gauges and uh, materials so that practice, you can practice with the way different sutures work and, uh, you know, how they handle and then uh, a little guide about um, the the most common patterns that would be used to close these up. I really wish I'd had one of these when I was a new graduate, Brendan. Yeah, I think a lot of your patients would have preferred that like that too, Mark. <laughs> yes. Great thought, Mark. A custom suture kit. Yeah, you could see them opening that at the staff Christmas party, and uh, they they spend the rest of their time engrossed in. 
practicing their suturing mark. <laughs> well, my next one, Mark, what have we got? What have I got left? A gift from our sponsors, Mark. A gift from our sponsors. So let's select a couple of these potential gifts, Mark. And F10, Chemical Essentials, Mark. Um, what better gift than giving your giving your a member of your staff, Mark, a, a bottle of the super concentrate during the holiday season um they can protect themselves from covid and all sorts of stuff and if they're if they got a bit of a sore throat it's excellent mate excellent i know i've tried it one in one thousand as can a you gargle it yes my goodness i didn't one in one thousand it tastes can't. like crap, but uh, <laughs> try not to swallow it. And uh, but uh, it's not registered for use at all um, internally. But th- there you go. Did you get that tip from Donald Trump? <laughs> yeah, you mix it with a bit of ivermectin and cures everything. I have been uh, with the recent surge in uh, influenza and coronavirus. Um, since I have returned to mainstream society from remote far north Queensland, I have been, as you know, uh, um, when we're at the conference, both of us carted around a, a, a hand sanitizer, um, and I know uh, we picked up, oh, I don't know where we got them from because it was a little bit urgent, but then Andrew kindly set us up with a couple of the um, wonderful F10 ones, and, jeez, they were more pleasant than the... Uh, uh, the ones that we had before. So I, I, any F10 product will make uh, uh, someone happy, but those hand sanitizers are easy to carry around. Yes. Now, what about our other sponsors, Mark? What's a good holiday gift from them? Well, I reckon, once again, uh, uh, um, Microchips Australia have a good range of ancillary products. They, they don't, you know, I don't, I mean, I'd be happy to get a microchip uh, reader or something, but it's not the most, uh, the most, what's the right way to describe it? It's not the most, it's a little bit like, I'm dealing myself a rotten hole now. You should have, I should have um, just gone with my first thought, and that is the some of the ancillary products that Microchips Australia carry uh, include the, the, um, the, the, uh, the, 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 the tracker, no, go with the tracker, Brendan. Why, what were you going to talk about? Mark? The, um, okay. I was going to talk about the retractor, the retra- the uh, lone star, star retractor. Yes. That's right. Every veterinary practice, every veterinarian who does any surgery on exotics will have a time when they'll enjoy having a lone star retractor. And uh, the various configurations and uh, the the uh, the models that Doug uh, has um, excellent to use and improve your surgery. But you you have a number of times selected his uh, his um, uh, trackers to to whack into the car, haven't you, Brendan? Yeah, the live trek stealth, Mark. It's the only one to go for the live trek stealth, a four G GPS tracker, easily installed in a concealed location in your vehicle, allowing you to view its current location on a smartphone. So, what more do you want to track your kids? 
your ex, your whoever, Mark, um, your staff, they say they're going back to check on the animals after hours, Mark. Um, you've got the live trek stealth in there and you know that they've been sat at the pub saying that they checked that animal that was on the drip and they haven't. So, yeah, excellent. Live trek stealth. Now, Oxbow. It's a wonderful series of Oxbow products. I hear once again, because all the Oxbow products are, um, uh, you know, for ideal for animals, I, I couldn't immediately see the best way that that they could be used as gifts. But I did want to point out that the wonderful Timothy Hay, uh, the the um, uh, the, the uh, Western Timothy Hay product, I've used that a number of times to uh, convince my young children when they were much younger than they are now that we had. Um, we had been visited by Santa and the reindeers had messed up the hay. So a handful of uh, Oxbow <laughs> hay, a couple of rabbit pellets from work, um, and the kids were absolutely convinced that uh, Santa had drunk the, the milk and eaten the cookies and the reindeer had messed around with the Timothy hay. And until you, they said, it's all, it's all a conspiracy, Mark. <laughs> or is it? Or is it? Or is it? Yes, that's a very, very creative way of um, using the Oxbow products, Mark. I think you had one more, Mark. Well, actually, I've got one more, and it, it's a broad one, so a little bit more serious one, Mark, for a holiday gift for for people working in a veterinary clinic, and that's a toy that goes beep, Mark. Any toy, any that, toy goes that goes beep because it just just reinvigorates you you know it might be a clarious ultrasound um, it might be a a, a a monitor it might be you know if you're going to I, I usually say if you're going to choose one one specialized piece of equipment for exotic pet medicine and, and surgery mark it would be a doppler you know that that um, soothing sound of the doppler with a patient under the anesthetic mark or using that doppler to sh- show the clients the heart rate and rhythm of their their reptile in the consult markets i love it so yeah something that goes beep um or something that goes i was going to say an endoscope but it doesn't really go beep does it um perhaps when you turn on the The sound light source that's right yeah the sound yeah yeah Yeah, so something that goes beep mark it, it it just gets us going again a toy get a toy for your for your colleagues um and it gives them something else to look forward to to come into work and to play with something that goes beep brendan if you in the time that you have operated your wonderful clinic have you received a christmas gift that's stuck out in your head that has been like really practical and 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 you've remembered it have you has, have you gotten anything personally Gee, you're putting me on the spot there. Practical, something practical that they've given me. No. <laughs> <laughs> we do get a few, you know, we get Christmas cards, obviously, and holiday gifts and chocolates and those sorts of things, um, but never really a, a specific sort of practical one that I can think of um, put you off the, the top of my head. Way. What about yourself? Did you have something in mind? I did. I did. I um, I once re- received um, from a rep, as it happened, um, a, uh, a a Leatherman that had been embossed with their product, uh, you know, their trade name, and that um, 
that uh, multi-tool I've hung on to for for many years and used in many difficult situations. And so that's one of the more practical and long-lasting Christmas gifts that I've received. What a lovely thought from a client, Mark. You must have done well. I presume you saved their animal, did you? Or you can't remember? No, I, I probably... It was a a, um, a rep, a drug rep. Ah, okay. Yep. No, I didn't save their animal. Yes. I think I barely even use their products. Now I think about it. <laughs> but you love the gift they gave you. Yes, there you go. Well, I think with that, Mark, we've covered more than 10. Um, some silly, some not so silly holiday gifts for your vet or your tech or your nurse and I think it's probably something that we should all be doing this time of the year but not only this time of the year Mark you know just randomly um, rolling up to work with something um, to excite the staff Mark and to to get people thinking and to get people laughing and enjoying their workplace any enjoying, enjoying final thoughts even thoughts, Mark? more than they do otherwise Yes. And Mr. Outro's here. We will talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening to the Vet Podcast by the Vet Gurus. Don't forget to visit us at the website, vetgurus.com, where you can subscribe, view show notes, listen to previous episodes and more. You can contact us via email at vetgurus at gmail.com to ask a question or just say hi. Thanks again and see you next time.